ಓಮ ಜ್ಞಾನ ಚಿರಂಧಸ್ಯ ಜ್ಞಾನಂಜನ ಶ್ರಲಾಕಯ Well, individually, we can't, we can't make any more quantity than one. Srila Prabhupada used to quote from Chanakya Pandit, Ekas chandras chamohanti kimna taragano picha that one moon is sufficient to drive away the darkness in a manner that even all the other, all the other stars combined cannot do. Quality we should try to improve in our own personal lives by being sincere followers but we should also know that chaitanya mahaprabhu's mission is to bring krishna consciousness to as many people as possible there's an interesting anecdote that uh, before shila prabhupad had established his mayapur chaitanya chandradaya mandir still uh, i'm not sure whether they had land in calcutta or not anyway they were invited to visit different mats of prabhupad's god brothers in navadeep prabhupad and his disciples so one they visited was that of bhakti rakshak shridhar maharaj in which there were very, very few devotees present but they were quite learned and cultured then after some days prabhupad accepted an invitation to visit the devananda gauriya mat which had been founded by his god brother Keshav Maharaj uh, there they saw so there were many devotees many brahmacharis living in the mart but many of them didn't appear to be so serious many of them were dressed as brahmacharis but they had long i mean not shaved heads and many of them were studying in school so after visiting them both one of Prabhupada's disciples when uh, when they went back to Mayapur one of Prabhupada's disciples asked Prabhupada which should we be more like he said he said it seems to me that Sridhar Maharaj Maharaj's mat is more emphasis on quality and in Keshav Maharaj's mat there's more emphasis on quantity and which should we be more like Prabhupada oh. said mm. Prabhupada said both that reveals a lot about Prabhupada's mission He wanted to bring the whole world to Krishna consciousness but he didn't want to make it anything cheap he wanted to give that which was genuine which generally only very few people will be interested in taking it's relatively easy to get many followers if we make cheap tricks and compromises sometimes nowadays it's postulated that well we should not be so strict and then more people will come but if there are many un, uh, non serious followers then simply uh, neophyte devotees then they simply fight among themselves and cause so many problems robert used to quote his own spiritual master who used to sometimes quote a bengali proverb that dushta goal theke khali goal bhalo said better than having bad cows is to have an empty cow shed so quantity and quality are both wanted but for the sake of quantity we should not sacrifice quality on the other hand we shouldn't we should be somewhat flexible and not be so 
strict that no one wants to live with us. On the subject of Prabhupada's godbrothers, um, some years ago when he was still present in this world, I visited the ashram of one of Prabhupada's godbrothers who was still present in the world at that time. So he was very strict. He was always chastised everyone. He was insisting on very, uh, very strict standards. He was living in his ashram with his maybe one or two disciples because it was very difficult for anybody to live with him. He was so strict. So uh, balance is required. Another, another example Prabhupada gave, he said in, in, he mentioned that in Delhi there's one sweet shop where everything is cooked only in ghee. Means there are many sweets which can be, which are cooked in ghee, or alternatively can be cooked in oil, such as laglus, jalebis, lajman. So if you cook it in ghee, then it tastes much better than cooking it in oil. It's also much more expensive. But Prabhupada commented that that shop is always full with customers, despite the high prices. He gave the example that there, there will always be customers for that which is genuine. So these are some different thoughts on that question. Why don't you two men come and sit here? Come and sit in front of it. We have one Prabhu also. Why don't you sit on the sides? That's, that's better. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to say, first of all you should achieve perfection yourself and then preach to others. But now we have not achieved perfection yet, but go out to preach and distribute books. Um, what to do in this case? Well, there are different ways of looking at this. Um, Prabhupada mentions in, in one purpose that there is an emergency in the world at the present time. That, that uh, yeah. Therefore, in an emergency situation, emergency measures have to be taken. Example is, in a, in a war situation, if there, if there are not enough qualified men, then you may send out young boys and even women to fight. So, once this question was brought to Prabhupada, that sh should we wait to become pure before we preach? Prabhupada said, then you'll never become pure. So how can you say when you're pure? And if you don't have practice to preach, you may be very pure, but what are you going to preach? How, how are you going to preach if you're not practiced? So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he also said, Jari Deko Tare Koha Krishna Upadesh. Whoever you meet, speak to them about Krishna. So one may think, well, who am I to speak to anyone about Krishna? Mm. Who, am I? who am I to speak? Oh. What qualification do mm. I have to speak about Krishna? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Amar Agyai Guru Hoya Tare Aidesh. On my order, you become a guru and deliver the world. Well, this country. Now he said this to the Karma Brahmana who said that I'm, I'm afflicted by the modes of material nature. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him to preach and be a guru. And he further told him, He said that if you follow this instruction of mine, you will not be disturbed by the waves of material enjoyment. But you will again get my association in this very place. So all these different instructions are to be understood together in context. That in one place, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Janma Shata Kari making your life... <laughs> Actually the word Sartak means meaningful, making your life... It can mean meaningful or successful, and then you, then you perform welfare activities for others. 
Uh, and then on the other hand, he says, even you're, you're feeling the attraction of material sense enjoyment anywhere you preach. So uh, this is understood that one should make one's life meaningful, sa'artak. One should make one's life meaningful by following the principles of bhakti yoga. And then on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's order, preach to others. Although uh, we should consider what is the level of our preaching. Once Prabhupada said to a group of his disciples that actually in this movement I am the preacher and you are simply assisting me. So we should consider like that. But we also find that if we do go out to preach that we ourselves gain conviction. And uh, we definitely get the blessings and mercy of Prabhupada and all the Acharyas in Parampara. In one report Prabhupada says that unless one is constantly speaking to the non-devotees then it's very difficult to cross over the three modes of material nature. So it's practically required for our own spiritual advancement that we, that we preach. Of course there should be a basic understanding of Krishna consciousness before someone is sent to preach. But everyone should take part in this preaching movement according to their capacity. And actually every jiva has unlimited capacity if Krishna thus empowers him. So try to do something to push on the preaching. At the same time, carefully cultivate Krishna consciousness by following the principles of sadhana bhakti. Well, according to according to God's order, there is attraction between the man and the woman. It is it is so according to the, to the nature, but this attraction uh, entangles. We are bound, but due to this attraction, we can be bound more. We are bound uh, more and more. How to avoid this uh, uh, bondage? For uh, to how can a devotee brahmachari avoid this bondage to the end of his life? It's stated that according to God's order, this sexual desire exists. But that is not his desire for us. It is due to our own perverted desire that this exists. Krishna doesn't want us to be entangled within this material world. Krishna, we have chosen to be thus. How can we be free from this desire till the end of life? It's like you're thinking, you know, how can I just reach to the end? Safe, this kind of thinking like that. Somehow or other I have to get through life and then if I get through life as a brahmachari, that's, then I'll be safe. It's like the idea that you run in a race and when you reach the finishing point, then you're finished. And after that you stop running. But actually the real thing is not how I can get through life without being free from this, but how I can be totally freed from all material desires forever. And that is possible only by purifying our desires in Krishna consciousness. If you are a brahmachari, you should know this. A brahmachari is supposed to be studying shastras. So you should know these basic principles of shastra. His basic principles of Krishna conscious philosophy. Srila Prabhupada used to say that a devotee can be recognized because he's happy. If a devotee is not happy, then he's a rascal. Hmm. If, if, uh, if a devotee suffers and he's not happy, it means that he doesn't follow the principles, he doesn't follow spiritual life, but engages in. Uh, Oh, hypocrisy. How to properly understand this statement by Srila Prabhupada? Well, in this world everyone is a rascal, except one who is pure devotee of Krishna. And one who's taken out the principles of sadhana bhakti, he's somewhere in between a rascal and a paramahamsa. As much as we are Krishna conscious, that much we are pure. 
And as much as we're not Krishna conscious, we're simply rascals. So from one point of view, the neophyte devotee is a rascal. But at least he's taken up the process. So then he's in a better position than other rascals. So in, in making this statement, Prabhupada was pointing out the actual position that if we're not in transcendental consciousness despite practicing Krishna consciousness, then it means we're not very advanced. It's not necessarily hypocrisy. It may just be uh, that one is not very advanced. He's trying, but he's not very advanced. Mm. So sometimes Prabhupada would praise his disciples that you are all serving Krishna very nicely. And sometimes he would point out that you're all fools and rascals. So both things are true. It's just a matter of perspective. Yes, we are fools and rascals in as much as we're not serving Krishna fully and properly. But yes, also a devotee is there to be encouraged and praised because they're trying to come from up from the platform of being fools and rascals and trying to be pure devotees. Please explain the statement um, repeated by Srila Prabhupada, Buddhiyasya Balampasya. If one has intelligence, he has strength. This is uh, from Hitopadesh, which is a book of material useful instructions, which is also useful for living in this material world. This is, uh, this statement is explained by the story of the lion and the rabbit. How all the animals in the forest were much disturbed by the lion, who would come out hunting and kill the animals. So once the animals had a meeting and sent a deputation to the lion and said, look, we're all living in fear of you. So we have a proposal to make life easier for you and somewhat better for us. And instead of us all living in fear all the time, we will send one animal to you every day and you eat him. So the lion agreed and every day one of the forest animals was deputed to go and be the lion's meal. So one day the bad luck fell upon one rabbit who was told, okay, today you are going to be the rabbit's lunchtime prasadam. So the rabbit came there, he came, but he came very late. The lion was very angry. Why have you come so late? I'm so hungry. The rabbit said, well, it wasn't my fault. There was another lion who tried to catch me. I only escaped him with great difficulty. I told him that I was going to be your lunch, but he didn't care. He said, I don't care for any other lions. So the lion became more angry. He said, another lion in this forest? Where is he? So the rabbit said, okay, I'll take you. He lives in a hole. So he took him to a deep, uh, a deep well. He took the lion to a deep well. He said, he lives in there. So the, the lion looked down and roared. Naturally, the echo came back. The rabbit said, see, he's roaring back at you. Go and get him. So the lion jumped in and he was finished. He broke his neck. So, buddhirasya balamtasya, one who has got intelligence, that's one of several stories which illustrates the point, but one who has got intelligence, he has got strength. Intelligence can, uh, intelligence triumphs over brute strength. Intelligence triumphs over brute strength. Brute strength, you know, it means like raw strength. That's a good Shri Prabhupada used to say that uh, money are flying in the air, 
and you can take them, you can take it, you can take it any moment, you know, if you know how to do it, how to properly understand it. This example was given by Bhaktivedi Purna Maharaj on his lectures, on his series of lectures on Varnashrama. Yeah, Prabhupada, when he gave this example, he went like this. What that means is there's so much money in the world. One who's expert knows how to catch some of it and put it in his pocket. If you don't understand this example, you'll never understand it. If you do understand, you'll have money in your pocket. In uh, your lecture on Srimad Bhagavatam, you said that we shouldn't be uh, fanatical following this process of devotional service. But there is also such a notion as common sense. Uh, how should we apply common sense in following Guru, Sadhu and Shastra? How do you say common sense in Russian? Does it translate in the same way? Yeah. Yeah, one thing is that common sense isn't very common. It's quite uncommon, actually. <laughs> yeah, this is play of words. Yeah, that's why I was asking oh, right. it translates yeah, in the same way. In Russian it is a sane sense. Sane, sane sense, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, I can explain. You can, you can make some other play on words. <laughs> it's sane sense, but there are not that many people who are sane. Mm -hmm. It's full of insane people. In one letter, one devotee asked a series of questions to Prabhupada about Tulsi worship and all detailed questions. Prabhupada just gave very simple answers. Yes, no, can be like this. And, to, and after several questions, Prabhupada answered, use your common sense. And, and, if you don't have any, and if you don't have any, ask someone who has. So... Common sense, yes, that's good. But what one person thinks is common sense, someone else may see as foolishness. So it's good always to be under the guidance of intelligent and experienced devotees. In the name of common sense, there are so many, so many deviations. Devotees lead an uncommon life. We are not like normal people. According to the common sense of the material world, for instance, one should not rise at four o'clock in the morning. According to common sense, one should not bow down before metal dolls. One should not touch the feet of others. Practically everything in Krishna consciousness goes against conventional common sense. So be careful of common sense. Please explain how to properly understand the statement by Dalakishore Das Babaji. Uh, he he is not your best friend who gives you sweets, sweet balls, means who glorifies you, but he who tells truth about you, uh, just in your face, uh, thus, dissip thus dissipating the illusion of, of, of the witch Maya. Well, it seems pretty straightforward to me. Prabhupada once gave the example of a man flying a kite at the edge of a cliff. He's absorbed in looking up at the kite, but he doesn't realize that any moment he may fall over and kill himself. So if you see that from a distance, what should you do? Should you think, well, I won't disturb him, he's so much enjoying flying the kite. If you call out, hey, look what you're doing, he may say, hey, why are you disturbing me? And that is his own foolishness. So for such a person, you may have to run up and... and shout at him, yell in his face, or maybe even physically pull him back. If he's a fool and a rascal, he'll protest. But if he has any common sense, then he'll realize, oh, this is actually for my benefit. If you simply, uh, you say to, you're, you're standing watching him, his head, hand, 
his head is in the air and you say to him, oh, you're flying the kite so nicely. I don't think there's anyone so expert as flying kites as you in the world. So he may feel, oh, very nice. This is my friend. But you're not his friend if you don't warn him that uh, you're the nicest kite flyer in the world for the next 10 seconds until you fall off the edge of a cliff. I discussed this in great detail in one essay I wrote, which is published in one of my books, which I guess after some time will get translated into Russian. It is easy uh, to get away with some abstract idea, and it's uh, very easy to imitate any emotions, but uh, it has no, it has nothing to do with bhakti. Uh, how to deserve true emotions of uh, love of Godhead. Love means service. If we serve Krishna, then gradually our love for him develops. Prabhupada gave the example of uh, a young girl in traditional Indian culture. Now, in traditional Indian culture, uh, girls are married before puberty. And even now, uh, many people marry, with, uh, even most people marry in India without knowing the person they marry. It's arranged by the parents. So in the West they say, how can you marry someone you don't know, you don't love them? So Prabhupada explained that when the girl gets a little older, she's sent to the boy's parents' house, and she starts to serve him by bringing his meals and serving it to him and so on. And because the relation is fixed, there's no question of her marrying any other person, that's her husband for life, and she's trained to serve with submission and respect. And naturally the young boy appreciates that and then affection develops. So in the same way, by serving Krishna, our love for him develops. Uh, once Shruta Kirti Prabhu asked Prabhupada a similar thing. He said that, I'm traveling with you from place to place, Prabhupada. And wherever we go, we arrive at different airports and the devotees are jumping and dancing and they're in so much ecstasy. And they're feeling so much ecstasy to be with you, but I don't feel that, Prabhupada. Why is that? So Prabhupada asked him, well, do you like to serve me? Shatakirti Prabhu said, yes, of course, Prabhupada. So Prabhupada said, that is real love. Anyone can jump and dance, but to go on regularly serving day after day, that is real love. Now here's an example which I made up myself, which I often quote, that a man comes home after a long day's work in the office or factory, and the wife is there to meet him at home, and when she sees him she says, oh, I love you so much. I love you, I love you, I really love you. So the man says, okay, that's nice. Where's the meal? What, what did you cook? Say, well, I didn't cook anything, but I really love you. So what does he, what does the man want? Does he want the words of his wife that he loves, I love you, I love you, or does he want a meal? If she simply gives the meal, then she doesn't have to say I love you, just by, that shows that it's practical. I don't know about in Russia and Ukraine, but in America and other Western countries, there's this thing that husband and wife, they always have to tell each other, I love you, I love you darling, they always have to kiss each make a show of kissing each other and all this kind of thing. Is it like that in Russia and Ukraine? Mm, yeah, it's Western, it's the Western world. But in India, you don't, you know, your husband and wife, they don't, they don't, they don't tell each other, I love you. They would think it very strange to say such a thing. Why are you saying that? And why is, it's just like accepted, it's just automatically, you don't have to say it. And they won't kiss each other in public when they, when they're, uh, it's very low class.
They wouldn't do such a thing. Yet we see that in the West, there are so many divorces, and in India there are not, although now it's coming, it's increasing due to Western culture. So, to make a show or to, to, to so much express love, that maybe shows that we don't have so much. But if we practically engage in activities for the pleasure of the loved one, that is the actual demonstration of love. So let us try to serve Krishna and not artificially try to make ecstatic symptoms appear. Gorky Shodas Babaji Maharaj gave an example that a woman, she can scream as if in great pain, as if she's giving birth to a baby. Although actually in Indian culture, high-class women, they don't scream when they give birth. They simply tolerate but anyway, if she screams, it doesn't mean that a baby will come. If there's no baby there, then, then simply screaming won't make a baby. In the same way, you can imitate ecstatic symptoms. I lived in Sahajya culture for so many years in Bengal, where you'll find people collapsing on the ground in ecstasy of love of Krishna. Krishna. I've seen things like at a Kirtan festival, someone is going around putting chandan on everyone's head, and all of a sudden he becomes stunned and drops the flower and drops the chanda and starts trembling. Krishna! Krishna! <laughs> and collapses on the ground. And then people try to pick him up. He simply keeps on collapsing on the ground and sobbing. Great actor. I mean, if he was in America, he'd be, you know, he'd be getting all the Oscars and everything. About half an hour later, I saw the same guy smoking a bidi, which is like a kind of cheap cigarette. We were not impressed. Don't be a sahajiya. Sahajiya means one who takes things easily, cheaply. See what we can do to serve Krishna. Um, we cannot preach and distribute books for a long time uh, by our professionalism. How to learn to do it so that... Uh, how to learn that our preaching should come from the heart. Yeah, well, that requires that we have to be genuine and sincere devotees. Uh, it's also good if we uh, if we have a desire to distribute books to. They're, they're, I think they have training seminars in in Russia for book distribution, isn't it? To attend such a seminar. <coughs> Who asked this question? Which temple are you based in? In Kharkov, Ukraine. I see. Do you know about these seminars that they have for training book distributors? Yes. Did you attend? You didn't get your answer there? Do you like to, <coughs> to hear further instructions from you how to develop further? Yeah, well, uh, as Prabhupada says, pure, preaching is the essence and purity is the force. We practically experience that one who, a devotee who, they follow sadhana very nicely and they're very serious in their devotional service then they get transcendental inspiration to preach. Recently a few devotees have been asking me, well, how is it that you're simply going on year after year preaching? I suppose they ask because they see that many devotees take it up and then they more or less retire from full-time preaching after some time. But actually I never thought about that, which is probably why I went on doing it, because I never thought of doing anything else. So if we only desire to do that, then Krishna will give us intelligence. Ultimately, sincerity is the key. In the question lies the answer. That by professionalism, which I take to mean by artificial techniques, we cannot go on distributing books and preaching. But the, op the uh, opposite of professionalism and, and artificiality is sincerity. 
Many years ago I heard one devotee say that unless we develop compassion, we cannot, unless we have some compassion, then we cannot go on preaching. So, we should also see there are so many living beings suffering without Krishna consciousness. We may we also think, I'm also suffering, and I'm not pure, I have, I'm also afflicted by material desires. But at least I have been given the path of Krishna consciousness, and I should try to help others to come to that also. Once, um, a few years ago, Hari Shori Prabhu, who was another of Prabhupada's, apart from Shrutakirti Prabhu, he was another of, probably the, the other, along with Shrutakirti Prabhu, he was the other uh, devotee who, who is known specifically for his having been Prabhupada's personal servant. He's well known as Prabhupada's personal servant. There's a difference. Prabhupada had his servant and his secretary. So there was a difference. Prabhupada would have both with him. Um, so he told a story, he was giving class, and he told a story of a dream a devotee had had of Prabhupada. And Shari Prabhu, qualified, before he told the story, he qualified it saying that you know, we should be a little cautious of things that people relate in dreams, but he said this, he found it very relevant and therefore he wanted to repeat it in the class. So in the dream, the devotee was telling to Prabhupada that, Prabhupada, there are so many problems in our movement and it seems that we just can't go on. And we can't, what are we going to do? And he was lamenting like this. And in reply, Prabhupada showed him like a, a, a movie of the, what's going on in the world, the situation. It's just people are just performing so many sinful activities and suffering so much. And then Prabhupada turned to the devotee after showing that and said, just try to do something to help them. So the purport is clear that whatever difficulties may be there that we have individually or our society has, still we must try to help others by giving them Krishna consciousness. How many questions are unanswered? A lot of. A lot. Here and here. Oh, so many. All right. Well, I can I can answer as many as you all want to listen to, but I have to take a little break because I have to go to the bathroom. Hmm. If you just like to sit here for five minutes, I'll come back again. How to get fixed in deep understanding of philosophy of Krishna consciousness to understand that I'm not body, but eternal servant of Krishna, and my only duty is to serve Him. Who asked this question? Well, from the description, it sounds like you already have a pretty good understanding. Explained it very nicely. Deep understanding or practical realization comes from acting in that situation. We may theoretically say that I'm the servant of Krishna, but when we actually engage in his service, we get practical realization. So go on serving and go on studying. Sometimes when we preach, we can understand, um, we can understand that we are just playing with the man. Playing what? Playing with the man. To whom we preach, we try to to speak in, in his language so that he can understand. Ultimately, it it uh, it turns out that we play uh, that we speak some useless things to him, uh, which can bear good uh, neither to him uh, nor to us. 
how to avoid this and to preach and to learn to preach properly. Well, preaching, if we're always praying to Krishna to help us to enlighten the persons we're preaching to, then our activity will always be transcendental. We always have to remain focused on the fact that we're trying to deliver Krishna consciousness. We're trying to deliver Krishna consciousness. Once Prabhupada, once, once a famous racing driver was brought to meet, to meet Srila Prabhupada. Was brought what? To meet Srila Prabhupada. He was invited to come and meet Prabhupada, which I, he did. I, I misheard who? A, a famous racing driver, oh, rally yes. driver. Yeah, yeah. He's actually an extremely mundane person with very little ability to comprehend spiritual subject matters. So Prabhupada spoke with him for some time in apparently quite a mundane way. He was asking him about his racing and his cars and the competitions he was in and so on. But after some time Prabhupada asked him, but it's very dangerous, isn't it? To which he of course said, yes. And then Prabhupada started preaching. The material world is full of dangers. Death can come at any moment. Which as a racing driver he could appreciate. Prabhupada used to sometimes quote the Bengali saying that fish but don't get, go, when you go fishing don't get wet. In other words, you have to pull the fish out of the water, not that the fish pulls you in. If a junior, devo if a junior devotee is hungry and he asks a senior devotee food which he is taking, or which uh, he has taken but left something, is it how to, to act properly? As prasadam, you, you mentioned that prasadam uh, is never contaminated. No, but actually one shouldn't leave prasad, one should take whatever's on the plate. Only gurus should leave remnants for their disciples. And senior devotees, they should see that uh, everyone, all the devotees get fed. Not that they eat and then they keep some aside and the others are starving. Of course, new devotees, often they're always hungry. But uh, should give them enough prasad. question shouldn't arise, actually. Sounds like that, uh, you know, that ticket story? But he asked for more food, you know, now that it's famous. <coughs> Sometimes we don't like the taste of prasadam. We don't want to take it because, or we say that it is bad, it is too spicy, or it is too salty. How to get rid of these offenses to prasadam? Well, it may be that it's too spicy or salty. It should be cooked to Krishna's taste. Sometimes Prabhupada would ask to uh, be given a sample of the prasad given to the devotees. And he, sometimes he would say, this is not fit to be offered to Krishna. As this is terrible, he would complain, this is not up to the proper standard. So on one hand, we should take what is given as Krishna's mercy. On the other hand, it is the duty, especially of temple leaders, to see that the devotees get sufficient, nourishing and... It's palatable prasada. If something so spicy or salty that you can't eat it, then probably it's quite likely that Krishna couldn't eat it also. Although your concept of too spicy might be different to those of the in the, in the temples in India. I'm an initiated devotee, and I try to attentively and respectfully chant Hare Krishna mantra. But I spent 12 minutes to chant one round. Devotees say that it's very slow, that I chant very slowly. How to chant quickly, but uh, at the same time not to decrease 
attention and a respectful attitude to the holy name so that uh, quick chanting may not be a mechanical process but uh, touch our heart and soul. Well, Prabhupada also indicated that very slow chanting is it's uh, probably due to lack of concentration rather than more. Haidash Thakur was chanting 300,000 names a day. If he'd, if he'd have been doing one round in 12 minutes, he wouldn't have finished in 24 hours. So it's not that your chanting is better than Haridash Thakur's. So maybe you should practice chanting more quickly. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to rush it. But on the other hand, we see that uh, pretty much all the devotees in the Krishna Conscious Movement chant quicker than that. And it's not that you're the only one who's being attentive and everyone else is inattentive. Yeah. Uh, remembrance, remembrance of Krishna comes when we hear about Him and glorify Him. Or it comes to a devotee when his heart is purified due to chanting Hare Krishna Mantra. The question is either or, but actually it's both. We have to both hear and chant about Krishna and from that remembrance will come. Remembrance can come only from chanting and it can come only from hearing, but we are recommended to do both. There are many tunes to chant Hare Krishna. To chant Hare Krishna Japa, what to say? Hare Krishna Japa? Yeah. Tunes in bracket, in, what was it, inverted commas. Uh, what tune uh, should we use, should we follow uh, to get the uh, best result in the purification of our heart? And tunes are not for Japa, tunes are for Kirtan. We are enjoined to chant Hare Krishna. The, the chanting of the names is important. It's no, there's not that one tune will give more effect than others in achieving love of Krishna. For kirtan, there are certain tunes which are enjoined to be sung at certain times of day. But again, that's for kirtan. That's not for chapa. So chant. When you're chanting your rounds, you don't have to think about the tune. Uh, basically, all our problems are caused by by. Um, by the fact that we spend too little, too little time to read Prabhupada's books, how to solve this problem living in the temple? Well, all our problems are caused. I mean, there could be several answers, several causes for our problems. If we don't get enough time to reading Prabhupada's books, then we should tell the temple authorities that we need more time, and as much as possible, they should try to arrange that. Otherwise, we can cut down on our eating and sleeping, and that way we'll have more time. How to? recognize how to see Krishna in the deity form, how, how to develop how to develop love for them and attachment for them. We are advised to no, see... Just a minute. Uh, uh, sorry. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> how much time do we need to understand that our deities are not mere statues? How can we see the deity as Krishna? We have to see through Shruti Kshitapanta, through the process of seeing through hearing. At first we hear that the deity is Krishna, and accepting that on faith, we start to serve the deity. And from that faithful service, Krishna will gradually reveal himself. How much time it takes us to understand Krishna, well, that depends on many factors. If we are very sincere, then Krishna may mercifully reveal himself to us immediately. 
generally it takes some time. Therefore we have the process of sadhana bhakti, by which one may gradually advance. But even in the beginning stages, the devotee understands that the deity is Krishna. If we didn't understand that, then why should we serve the deity? Of course, that understanding may is expected to gradually become more and more deep. So the more we serve, the more we understand. Actually, many of these questions, they have more or less the same answer. Isn't it? Have you noticed? Go on serving, have faith in Guru, Sadhu and Shastra. It's, I mean, pr- pr- basically the process of Krishna Krishnakarsha is very easy. So I always say, like, how to do this and how to do that, but the answer is that we've been given the whole process and we should just follow it. How to? Another how to. No. <laughs> how to uh, chant Hare Krishna. Properly define the feeling that uh, the, that the sadhu. What? How to properly define a feeling that sadhu has for other living entities. Is it... Define a feeling that sadhu has for other living for other living entities. Is it love? Is it friendliness? Is it compassion, or is it something else? This in English we would call a hair-splitting question. Hair-splitting. When you a hair, if you try to split it down, down, it's already very fine, and you try to make it finer and finer. Love, compassion, and friendliness. I mean, they're all elements of the same emotion, which is basically uh, love and the, the other mentioned terms there, there are fine gradations of love. So definitely a devotee has love for other living beings, compassion for them, friendliness and all the other things you mentioned. So all these terms are correct. None of them are incorrect. All these terms are correct. Why devotees living in the temple and performing devotional service feel uh, unsatisfied? What can you advise them in these circumstances? There may be many causes of dissatisfaction. A person whose senses are not controlled will never be satisfied in any circumstance. Whereas a person whose senses are controlled will be satisfied in any circumstance. So a devotee is always satisfied. But he may be dissatisfied if he feels I should be serving Krishna more. If we, if we perceive or we suppose that there are specific problems in the, for instance, in the administration of the temple that could be resolved and in this way the service of Krishna would go on better, then we should bring that to the attention of the local temple authorities. At the, at the initiation, the spiritual master gives a disciple an opportunity to attain perfection in chanting of the holy name. Can a devotee who has no diksha attain at least namamhasa in chanting the holy name? Uh, because we can see that there are many devotees, uninitiated devotees, who are more sincere and in their uh, duties before spiritual master and follow for regulated principles uh, in following four regulative principles and attentive chant, attentively chanting 16 rounds Maha Mantra, uh, they are more attentive and sincere than uh, those devotees who, who has initiation into the chanting of the Holy Name, but they, uh, they do not make much effort. It may be that in some cases uninitiated devotees, some uninitiated devotees are more serious than some initiated devotees. Srila Prabhupada explained that initiation is a chance.
It's an opportunity that's given. So, if, but if one doesn't take that, then obviously he doesn't progress properly. We often see that devotees are serious in the beginning, and then after some time, even after taking initiation, they may become less serious, they may become complacent. However, this doesn't mean that one shouldn't take initiation. If one is actually sincere and serious, he should certainly take initiation. Certainly, uh, even without initiation, one benefits by chanting the holy names. But the path of spiritual advancement, as we're seeing from so many questions, it's, uh, it requires help. And therefore, initiation is also required. If a devotee in this life attains perfection and devotional service and goes back to God, he doesn't mean that 21 of his, uh, 21 generations of his an, an, uh, ancestors also uh, attain liberation. That um, even if they are not pious people, uh, especially now in Kali Yuga, please explain how how they get this uh, liberation and uh, how. Uh, how their karma in this case is destroyed, in this case is destroyed. It may be up to 21 generations according to the strength of the devotee's devotional service. When asked about this, Prabhupada explained that it means they get the opportunity to take up devotional service. If they don't take it, well, that's also up to them. But they also, you know, they also get uh, a good dose of agyata sukriti, unknown pious activities, by being connected with pure devotee. Agyata sukriti is uh, it's a facility for conditioned souls to become purified, even if they don't want to be. If that facility wasn't there, then no one could become Krishna conscious.